Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rob from Tone for Classic Rock 96.7 Eagle. Good morning. It is Double T. It's time for Music Talk Tuesday with Tom Liu from Sound Matters. Tom, how you doing this morning, buddy? Good morning, Double T. I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? How's things at the radio ranch, as they say? It is good. <laughs> and, and each week, Tom brings us a fun topic about music and classic rock to discuss. So what do we got today? Double T, I was looking back at our long list of topics that we've been doing since we started this segment about a year and a half ago now. We're in the 60s of these numbers that we've done, and I was looking back at topics, and I was realizing last year we did a great one that uh, was calling out some of our favorite albums from uh, 40 years ago last year, which would have been 1981. So then I was thinking, well, what about 50 years in 2022, you know, so going all the way back to 1972, and there were just so many great albums released in 1972, and these albums, of course, all stood the test of time because we're still talking about them, still play them on the Eagle, and I thought, let's talk about some of our favorites from 50 years ago. Now, doing that, I fully realized that uh, cast me into this bucket of, I feel old, man, (laughs) but but you got to do it, you know, you got to do it. Great music is great music, no matter when it came out, you know? Oh, yeah, that is definitely true. All right, well, go ahead. What's your first album from 50 years ago, 1972? Unbelievable. I know. It's weird to even say, all right? You know, I was just a little kid at the time, but I remember, and these records became important to me later. The first one on my list, Double T, I got to go with a staple It's Exile on Main Street from the Rolling Stones. It was their 12th studio album, at least in America at the time. And initially, this album was shunned by critics, Double T. They didn't like it. It was met with mixed reviews and all of that. But later on, it became uh, known as one of their greatest records. Some say their best album of all time, following a string of albums that they released in the late 60s into the early 70s. You know, Beggar's Banquet, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers. And then comes Exile on Main Street. It's got the great classic track, Tumbling Dice, on it. And, you know, when you listen to this record, Double T, you can hear where, you know, great bands later, like the Black Crows, drew some of their biggest inspiration when you listen to the Stones on Exile on Main Street. So my first record from uh, 50 years ago, released in 1972. Amazing. You know what? The amazing thing that you said was it's the, was their 12th album in 1972, which... That's just, that blows me away. You know, the Rolling yeah. Stones, such a such a great history. My first album from 1972 is from one of my greatest and favorite bands of all time, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath Volume 4 came out in 1972. And I tell people, if they want to find out about hard rock and heavy metal, listen to the first six Black Sabbath albums. Volume 4, one of my favorites. It's actually the first album that the band produced on their own, uh, led by Tony Iommi. 
If anyone actually was supposed to get credit for it, though, maybe cocaine. A lot of drug abuse going on on that <laughs> album. But uh, nonetheless, came out with a classic. The Ballad Changes was a, a different yeah. sort of song for Black Sabbath. Uh, Snowblinds on there. Super Knot, Wheels of Confusion, Tomorrow's Dream. Definitely recommend going back and checking out that Black Sabbath album, it is a good one, that's for sure. Great one. I love that one. I knew you'd pick that one, so I deliberately left it off my <laughs> list. I'm always going to give you the Sabbath and Ozzy stuff, Double C. That's a great one. Keeping on with this, another great record came out in 72 that I love, that a lot of people know. Maybe they know it best from this band, but it's an album called Machine Head, Deep Purple. They had already struck gold in the 70s before that with a couple of albums preceding it in rock and then an album called Fireball, but with Machine Head, Deep Purple became a household name. And, of course, you know, a lot of great stuff on that record. And uh, as far as heavy metal goes, you know, you talk about Deep Purple and Black Sabbath kind of in the same conversation, although Deep Purple not as successful in the U.S. as overseas still to this day. But nonetheless, you know, Richie Blackmore and the guys just crushing it on a classic Deep Purple album, Machine Head from 72. Definitely. That's a that's a good one right there. Another great album from 1972 is from the Allman Brothers, album called Eat a Peach. And it was a tough time for the Allman Brothers. They were all suffering from struggles uh, with addictions. They had lost guitar player Dwayne Allman to a motorcycle accident, and they had to follow up the ultimate live album at Fillmore East. So they had a lot of things going against them, but in the end, it worked out pretty well with classic songs like Ain't Wasting Time No More, Melissa, The Mountain Jam, One Way Out, Blue Sky, lots of classic Allman Brothers tracks on Eat a Peach and, and one of the, the one of the best albums the band had ever done in their time. Yeah, I love those guys, Double T. They've become a favorite of mine. I, they've really become a band that I started paying attention to, admittedly, later in life. But when I go back and listen to that Allman Brothers stuff, just such great classic rock and roll, south or north. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It's great stuff all the way around. I love that one. Next one for me is an album that some, you know, say, well, is it rock? Is it jazz rock? Is it fusion? What is it today? Some people call it yacht rock. I don't really think so. But Steely Dan, one of my favorite bands, their debut album was released in 1972. And Donald Fagan, Walter Becker, of course, writing songs that were far past their ages at the time. The Can't Buy a Thrill album had the songs on it, you know, that we know and love still to this day. Songs like Do It Again and Reeling in the Years, a couple of their staples that are still played on classic rock radio. The album went platinum and it just really launched a huge career for those guys all through the 70s. And interestingly enough, the first album, Can't Buy a Thrill, features one of the band's early vocalists before Donald Fagan did all the vocals, a guy named David Palmer. Remember that song, Dirty Work? That's a guy named David Palmer on the on lead vocals on that song. It was his first and only album with the guys. That album went on to be named as one of Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time. I, I just love it to this day. Those songs are classic. Very, very cool. Love that album. Love, love that band, Steely Dan. All right. Well, you know, you talked about Black Sabbath. You talked about Deep Purple. And then you also throw in some Zeppelin in there. And that's kind of like the big three 
of that 70s hard rock era in England. But there's a couple of bands uh, right there close to them that didn't really get the, the love in the United States like they did in Europe and in England. And one of those bands is Uriah Heep. They released their fourth studio album in 1972 called Demons and Wizards. And previously to that, uh, they didn't get much love from the critics, but the critics loved Demons and Wizards and some great tunes on there, including The Wizard and Easy Living. And if you like Sabbath and Deep Purple and Zeppelin and you haven't gone in, dove into Uriah Heep, I definitely recommend it. Lee Kirschlake, the drummer for Uriah Heep back in those days, ended up becoming the drummer for Ozzy during Blizzard of Oz, yeah. A Diary of a Madman. And, and he's been, uh, uh, he's said for years that, Randy Rhodes, a huge influence on his musical style, was the album Demons and Wizards. No kidding. I didn't know that about Rhodes being influenced by that. That's right. Lee Kerslake and Uriah Heep. Very cool. I forgot about that connection there. Excellent. Any honorable mentions from 1972 you want to bring up, Tom? Oh, yeah. There's a couple here. I mean, there's so many from this. I mean, you can't talk about 72 without talking about Neil Young and his outstanding album Harvest. That came out in 72. And... Speaking of debut albums, talking about Steely Dan's debut, the Eagles' first album was released in 1972 with the songs, you know, Take It Easy, Witchy Woman, Peaceful, Easy Feeling, all of which have gone on to be radio staples. And also the second album, one of my favorite records, which became a sleeper for me later, but the Doobie Brothers' second album, I think it's called Toulouse Street. I think that's how you say that. Just great, great record. Listen to the music. Jesus is just all right around that album. And so... Some really, really great stuff there. The list is long from the year. What about you, honorable mentions? You know what? You pretty much hit them all that I had on my list. So good good work. Good stuff. Yeah, man. What a year, 1972. And you can just hear the, the beginnings of so much that would come later. Hindsight, of course, we have the benefit from it now. We look back. But, man, what a time to be alive in those days, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, tell everybody about Sound Matters, where they can find it, and all that fun stuff. It's like this, Double T. We do a talk show on Saturdays on WROK. It's two hours of this kind of thing where we just dig into music and geek out, if you will, meant in the best possible way on all this kind of stuff. Talk about the bands, the artists, the albums, the tours, the members, the controversy, the debates, all that stuff. We do that every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, two-hour talk show, WROK. They're all podcasts after. Anywhere you get your podcast, they're out there. Sound Matters with Tom Lou is the name of the show. Soundmatters.tv is our website, and we're in our sixth year doing it. So check us out on Saturdays on WRLK. We appreciate the support. Thanks, Tom. Another great topic. I appreciate it. Hey, Double T, thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Rockford's home for Classic Rock 96.7, The Eagle. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.